and welcome to our Career Wellbeing Show. I'm Emma Walsh, the founder of education provider Parents at Work, and I'm joined by Jill McLaren, leadership and life design expert and author of Think, Plan, Live. Hello, Jill. Thank Hello. you. Good to have you here. So this show is about having open conversations about our careers, sharing insights on work-life integration, and the juggle when it comes to being a working parent and carer. And it's the first of, I guess, we're starting the first series of these informative conversations and we're recording them so that we can share them with your families out there and anyone else that um, might find it valuable. And we're really encouraging that you do see this as an opportunity to uh, share this within your network if you think it will be helpful to someone you know. But let's get started because with Jill's corporate career and life design background and my career in HR and multiple kids between us, we've both got twins, um, we're hoping that we might have a few things that, to share that might be helpful and uh, that will help you really connect career and family life because this is what this is about. You know, we both have a passion for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we thought about, well, what would we use this opportunity to talk about first because, gosh, there are so many different topics that we could uh, go into, rabbit holes we can go down. And we thought about what would be most useful at this time of year. And so we have three things we thought we would talk about that would give this, um, yeah, some real clarity and purpose today be useful for people. And we're going to be talking about this idea, first of all, of of career wellbeing. What is it? Why is it important? Um, And what do we even mean by having a well career? Um, And the second thing we're going to talk about is, well, how do you actually do a health check, right? So if you're bought into this concept of having a career that works for you and you feel like you've got it well connected with work and family life, then, you know, how do you check up on it and keep it healthy, just like you would your physical fitness or your mental fitness? Um, How do you do it? So we'll be giving um, some practical thoughts and ideas on that and Jill's going to talk through Um, some of the things, the concepts that she's obviously done lots of thinking about in bringing together her book, Think, Plan, Live. And so with that introduction, Jill, I'm going to hand to you first. With this concept of career wellbeing, you know, what do you think it is? You know, how would you describe it and and what does it mean to have a well career? I think for me, Emma, and, and you and I talk about this a lot, is, is career is so much a part of our life. So, so if you think about how much time we're spending at work, um, I mean, the stats say we're meant to spend eight hours sleeping, eight hours at work, and then eight hours doing other leisure things. I don't know many people who manage the 888 uh, sequence there. I think we're spending far more time at work. So thinking consciously about is my career in good shape? You know, is my career integrated with my broader life? And that's a lot of the work I've been doing, having juggled myself a full on career in the corporate world and actually having a family and looking at my career is really important alongside that family. I found it really important to integrate the two. So for me, career well-being, you're looking in a broader life well-being. So is my life designed optimally for me? And that includes a big part about looking, is my career designed by me? Um, and I find many people don't do a, a real health check on that as we as we look at that and say, is this completely in tune with who I am? Am I doing the kind of things I love? So that's at the core of well-being, career well-being for me is you really consciously think about those things. And actually, you course correct, redesign, tweak uh, what you're doing in your career to be really in complete overlap with what makes you uniquely you and, and how do you design it in your own likeness. So in effect, it's career design um, and the well-being comes from that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think 
here's the thing. In my experience, most people's careers are managed by gravity. You know, it's something drew you to a particular job or a particular workplace um, because someone else thought it was a good idea. Someone else tapped you on the shoulder, um, whether it was advice from parents or friends um, or perhaps a previous boss, and we're thinking, yeah, there's an opportunity that suits them to have you doing that, actually. Um, and then one day you kind of wake up and go, oh, you know, am I really loving what I'm doing? Yeah. Is it really serving me or am I doing this for someone else? Am I doing this for my mortgage? Am I doing this because my boss wants me to do it, my, my partner wants me to do it? Um, and when we have that moment where we realise that it's been sort of gravity versus choice that's landed us where we are, that can be quite a confronting feeling because then you're before at least it was perhaps in your subconscious you weren't aware right so maybe you had a niggle that something wasn't quite right but I think it's really challenging when suddenly you wake up and you realize actually I don't feel like this I'm loving this you know I'm not really doing this for me and then the flow-on effect for that you know and I see that obviously in the work that I do you know that constant um, question from parents around, oh, I do like what I do and I do like my job, but I just just can't seem to make it work for me and the family. And I always think that's such an interesting question or a conundrum because hmm, isn't the adage that, right, if you love what you do, it's supposedly not work and therefore the idea to, you know, just be able to mix it together, shouldn't that just happen? And yet it doesn't you know and so I'm wondering there must be some kind of missing (laughs) ingredient that we're all haven't all quite um or perhaps in the western world haven't quite understood what the missing key is to making this happen and I think so therefore constantly there is a you know a self-examination around you know am I being as you say the best I can possibly be am I actually happy and when the answer comes bouncing back, for many, as I said, that can be really you know, dissettling. So if we are feeling like we might need to do a career health check, what would one do, Jill? What do we do? So where do we start? And, again, this is at the core yeah. of the book Think, Plan, Live, and, and I suppose trying to create a formula for it because I was going through exactly the same thing. So if I think about, again, my corporate career, I knew full well that, you know, I wanted a full-on career, but also my family was incredibly important. As I say, we've both got twin twins. And, you know, how do you juggle that that piece? And I was juggling and I found myself juggling. And I said, I basically, that pause moment where I kind of go, it, it can't be a juggle. It's got to be a, an integration of those things. So, you know, how do I manage my whole life while having a, a career that is really rewarding? Um, and that's really where I suppose the formula of trying to work this piece came out. Um, and in life design, there are there are six components. You know, who am I? Who do I like doing it with? Why do I like doing it? Which is purpose? What do I do? And the where and the when. And those apply to life design and they also apply to career well-being as well. Um, what I discovered, and this is where the health check piece comes in, is that most people start on the what. So they start with the what do I want to do next? What's my next career move? What, you know, what, what next in 2019 as we head into the year? Um, the what is not the most in question. Uh, most important question because the what is ultimately what do I want to do the important questions and what I would say are your tension on your unique life design are who am I and who do I like doing it with 
So as you check in on your career at the end of the year, the, the, the who am I part is the am I doing things that are true to my values and my strengths? So some very simple tools we can use that really enable us to really say, what are my top five values? What are my greatest strengths? Um, and if you feel that you're not being true to your values or true to your strengths, that is the biggest tension. So to your point, if you are, if I'm feeling, oh, it just doesn't feel right. The biggest clues are typically, you know, what I'm doing is either not maximizing the strengths that I've got or actually the organization I'm in or the situation I'm in or the boss I've got are actually there's some disconnects with my true core values. Um, the area, the other area, so that's the who part is the with um, and the people I'm with, the situations I'm in. Is it giving me energy or is it taking energy away? Uh, so what, again, I find in people's roles is that if you're in an energizing team, for example, you can cope with a whole range of different jobs that you may or may not love. Um, but actually, if you're surrounded by people who you really like working with, you've got a boss that's supportive. Um, so those are the two tensions. So when I come on to, talk, you know, when we talk about the health check, if you get a, if you do a health check with yourself and kind of sense is like, am I being true to my values and my strengths? Am I actually operating in situations and with people who really bring out the best in me and give me energy? That's where most of the clues come from on, on this career check-in and also your life check-in. Because if the answer is mm, not really, I'm not actually being totally true to my values and strengths uh, and I'm actually not doing it with people I'm overly keen on working with or, you know, are supporting me. Those are the two biggest tension points I found. And although there's six W's to, to life design and we can look at the what and the why, I have universally found from all the coaching work I've done, the biggest tension is always on the who and the with. Mm. So as you check in on that at the end of the year, and actually I do an annual health check is the on this, is the am I being completely true to who I am and am I doing it with people I really want to do it with? And I actually, once I calibrate that, it releases a lot of tension because I can spot, oh, no, there's, there's a bit off here and I need to adjust that. That's mm. really at the core of, of checking in. Yeah. And I think that goes to the piece that I was talking about around the shoulds doing things for other people. You know, I should be really getting on with this because or doing this job at work or, you know, focused on um, achieving this because that's what I should be doing. That's what everyone else thinks I should be doing. Um, and I think what you've just talked, about or put in front of us is that reminder of put that aside for a minute and sure that's not going to go away that should stuff so I don't think we can ignore it but I think we certainly can park it for a minute and we can just ask ourselves those questions what's important to me you know what do I really deeply care about and how do I want to be spending my time um, investing in those things and to what extent am I actually doing that right now and you know and are they aligned with my strengths? Because sometimes our passion isn't always where we find our our technical strength. Yes. Because, you know, we I have lots of people that I meet who think, oh, I'd love to be doing X, but I've got no experience in that. And so they find that's another tension point. So that this, of course, what of trips people over immediately is the how. So in my coaching, I find um, people want to get really quickly past the what into the how. They will often say, hmm, I've got this idea, this is what I want to be doing, but I just don't know how. Yes. And I see all these barriers and I see all these challenges. And so what you've planted a seed on is that before you even forget the how for a minute and forget even the what, you're, you're saying the who and the with. And I think that conversation doesn't happen enough. You know, It doesn't. And, again, the amount of times 
and again, you think over the time of your career, and again, I reflect on this 30 years in the corporate world, is the most of it is all more competency based. So, you know, I you know, want to think about what next and, you know, am I, can I be a good leader or can I be this or can I be that? Um, and this doesn't just apply to your career. You're kind of wrestling that with a broader life that you're trying to have, which is balancing all those other elements. So, so I think if you do this grounding in your values and your strengths first, honestly, the clues are there about how you navigate your career, how you actually think about what's important to you in your broader life. Um, and therefore, it gives all the clues about how you integrate it. So again, there's a lot talked about work-life balance or career balance. Um, for me, it's all about integration. So by looking at my values and my strengths and what gives me energy from a lens of my career and my personal life, all the clues, and it is about finding clues to what's either attention or what you'd give yourself a high mark on are already there. Mm. Um, and that's really at the core of working that piece through. So as I say, that's why I'm so passionate about doing a health check. And I've just literally done mine as we reach the end of the year. And I literally do an annual health check now on how's that going? You know, are there any tensions there? Are things working well or not? And then recalibrate and then move forward again. Yeah, I, I agree. It's another take on, you know, that career development reflection that we're often asked to do in our workplaces anyway, but really personalising it and taking it to that next deep level, which I think is what really is going to make sure that you address those health points. Um, so with that in mind, it is, you're right, there's never, this is the right time of year to be doing those kind of reviews. You get to the end of the year and you think, gosh, uh, most of us are pressured with what are we doing for Christmas? How are we going to finish that work that someone's <laughs> asked me to do and all of that stuff? However, it is a really pertinent time to look back and think about January 2019, we, uh, to, sorry, January 2018, where you started the year and think about all the things that you actually have achieved, the things that have gone well, that actually have helped build your career well-being. Mm. Um, the things that you did, the people you did them with, how you felt when you did them, and the things that you're most proud of, um, to be able to collect those that we don't do enough of that thinking because we're so focused on everything that we didn't do and all the things that we should be doing in 2019. So I've got a couple of questions I thought we'd answer because I know these are ones that come out a lot, particularly at this time of year. I'm interested, Jill, from your point of view, and I'll add some tips as well, what tips can you share about people setting themselves up for a better 2019 with some of their their work habits, some of this thinking. Yeah. So first of all, if you've never looked or you've not looked recently, your value, strengths and energy sources, I would say step one is a real check-in on who am I and who do I like doing it with um, because that gives most of the clues to what I would call your tension points or friction points in, in the year. So that I would start there. Um, and we've got some simple tools that we can share with people to enable to do that. If you're already pretty clear on that or you don't don't know where to start on that, I would just take a, a piece of paper, a four piece of paper, put four quadrants in it, uh, and actually just look at the highs and the lows of the year through two lenses. So you can put work and career highlights in one place. So what were the highs of my career this year? What were the lows? And from a personal level, what were the highs and what were the lows? Um, and really take a chance, to your point, to look back over the whole year and kind of go, what were the great bits? What were the not so great bits? Um, because there's a lot of patterns that you'll find within that information and common themes, which again, will no doubt give you clues to your values and strengths as well. So whatever defined the highs, so one thing's writing it down, but then why was that a high? You know, well, that was when, you know, I was on that project team and everyone pulled together. That personal high was, you know, when my kids did, you know, 
felt a sense of achievement from doing something this year or there's all very tangible things and just almost taking stock and literally just writing you know just keep writing and writing until you can think of all the highs and all the all the lows and then just literally look at that sheet of paper and as I say you will start to spot some of those patterns in it um which as I say I think will you will find go back to either the people I was doing that with were either a high or a low and I was actually using my strengths or my broader family were using the strengths as well and then I was true to my values and I think you'll find those are on the highs um and then I think you'll find patterns on the lows to kind of go oh hang on a minute I wasn't really at my best doing that I was trying to do something I didn't enjoy the environment wasn't right for me um but it's paying attention to the clues behind that about the the click down on the what exactly was it about that that made it high or low um it's a really powerful and simple exercise a more involved version is a is a life wheel where you can literally look at all the 10 quadrants of your life that's a much more involved version you can do that too uh, but I would start with that simple quadrant piece to kind of go you know work and personal life highs lows and, and just literally take stock um, but think about it deeply enough that it's not just the superficial you know that was great and that wasn't great it's the why why do I feel like that about that what mm. was it about it that made it great or not so great mm. Mm. so it's a really good place to start I agree. And I think that's a great thing to do as a couple as well. Oh, right. You know, yeah. to just get your partner. <laughs> as a family, get as the a kids family. on it as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. Because if this is about, um, you know, getting deeper connections to integrate work and life, you're not on your own. You know, this is, you're part of a family who wants and needs you. Um, they have all these thoughts too, you know. So, and I have seen some brilliant examples of family who's come together and put some family values down and put a family wish list together for the year and what a great Christmas present, right, Yeah. Um, to be working together on something and putting in focus what's really important to your family and creating some family rituals around this so that you have this better sense of, yeah, I, I can integrate this because actually I've done the thinking at the family level and I've done the thinking at the career level and now I can knit the two together and not to say that it's always going to be easy and there won't be you know um, tension points and things where one takes over the others because life is unpredictable but I think the thing is about this stuff when life is unpredictable and things happen and we have to use our resilience to cope with whatever it is that's thrown our way whether it be at work or at home if we don't have a north star or a direction by which to come back to um, where we haven't done this thinking enough, then we can be off down some stream that feels very uncomfortable and uh, that feeling that genuinely you're lost and you're not sure how to get back to the path. But if you've done this thinking, um, you know that there is a path. You can acknowledge that this thing has happened in your life or, or work. Um, and know that actually you have got some deep thinking done mm. and deep values done and you have a choice to go back to those. Very difficult to get to be resilient and bounce back if you haven't done that thinking. Totally agree. And I think yeah. um, you had an important thing there, Amber. It's that pause because often we don't pause. Uh, you know, we're like flat out to your point to the end of the year and then Christmas is busy and then we start the year again and then we're off. Um, so I think part of both, you know, life and career well-being, back to this passion for this health check piece, is the it's just that moment where you pause 
um, carve out some time, do it in an energizing place. So that's another thing is wherever gives you energy, do it there. You know, mm-hmm. you could be seeing your favorite cafe overlooking the ocean or, you know, saying I'm going to take two, two hours out and go somewhere quiet or whatever it ends up being is to pause and think about this piece. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is what I think most people find um, is that it's a set of tweaks and adjustments. So fundamentally, most people's life or career is actually pretty good. You know, we should mm. feel pretty good about a lot of things. Um, a lot of this kind of health check piece and life design and career design is kind of looking at those simple tweaks and adjustments. So I talk about in life design that it's pretty much a renovation job. It was a building project. It's not a knock down and rebuild. It's a renovation job. So if you think about it in that way, it's like we're not going to suddenly go at the end of year, oh, it's all terrible. I need to change everything. It's almost like, what am I renovating in my life for the next year? So I'm going to tweak this piece, make that simple adjustment there. Um, And that pause will enable you to work out the things that are at tension or not in alignment. And then kind of go, right, if I just made those couple of adjustments, I think I'm good to go again. So so I think that's another key thing. Sometimes people go, it's almost too daunting. I can't pause. I'm just flat out. But that simple pause, it's almost like a recalibration, then go again. Um, And as I say, just a couple of simple tweaks and adjustments that people could make that kind of go if I got that recalibrated or readjusted do you know what I'd be in better shape and and oh, that's what I'm going to do I totally agree I, I think there are some simple things that people can do um, just one small thing that can you can shift that has amazing results and we know that in exercise yeah <laughs> um, and so the same applies with you know career well-being and I would definitely encourage everyone who's listening to really Use this time, as as Jill says, to pause, really think about the year you've had, everything that you've achieved and are grateful for, and the highs, the lows, and thinking about, okay, if I was to shift a few things and get a different result for 2019, what would I choose? And, you know, that who and the with um, and, and the, you know, the environment obviously in which you're operating, thinking about, well, do I have those pillars in place to start to make those shifts and and socializing those as much as you can you know I the people who I see who have um who continually do what you're suggesting Jill and are tweaking and are growing and you really see them growing and energized when they talk about their life and their work are the ones that are really comfortable to just put it out there and say, this is what I'm working on. You know, this wasn't so great this year, so I'm really focused on this this year or um, this is really important to me, so this year I'm going to do more of that. And I see how when they talk like that, the energy they then give to the person they're talking to and the conversation that then ensues. And socialising it, taking it out of your head, writing it down, making it public, that's how things shift. That's how things happen. Um, so I think that's a great place to conclude our first conversation today. And I think with so much more to talk about in 2019. Um, so if you've enjoyed this conversation, please follow us, share this. Um, there'll be certainly also a special offer on Jill's Think, Plan, Live book from Parents at Work. You'll be able to see that um, in this post when we share this podcast. Um, thanks, Jill, for being part of this and and obviously starting this with us and really look forward to more conversations in 2019. A pleasure, Emma, and all the best with anyone who's listening to just take that pause uh, and redesign for the, for the next year. Thank you. Thank you.